Welcome to Two Travel Dads Podcast. Here we share our favorite destinations, travel tips, ideas for saving money, and stories from our adventures. Be sure to check out our show notes at twotraveldads.com slash podcast dash episodes. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Two Travel Dads Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Chris. And we are sharing another episode all about Yellowstone National Park with you today. So we've recorded a couple others. We did one about kind of the need-to-know tips of visiting Yellowstone and how to plan that out. Uh, we did one all about geysers that you've heard about and probably planning on visiting. And maybe some that you haven't heard about. And then that was what our third one was, was the best overlooked geysers in Yellowstone and um, what not to miss. And now today, we've got um, four different days worth of activities and awesome sites all around Yellowstone National Park. We broke it down through basically driving routes. Um, what are the four different routes we're going to cover? So the first one is the route that goes um, to the Grand Canyon of the Yellowstone with some geysers mixed into it. The next one, or like day two kind of, goes from the Madison area um, down through Old Faithful to the West Thumb area. Uh, route three, or day three, goes from West Yellowstone to um, the Norris area and up on kind of like the the overlooked backside of Yellowstone up to Mammoth and then looping back down around through the tower area. And then um, the last day gets you out into um, the east side of the park with all the bison and some cool hikes and stuff. So yeah, that's how it's broken down. So um, these are each like a, a full day. And I think starting from yes, West Yellowstone, right? Yeah, so... For these, yeah, we're kind of, we were based out of West Yellowstone on our last trip. Any of these can be adjusted based off of where you're staying. So whether or not you're up in Gardner, um, which is just outside the park, or if you're staying at one of the park hotels, or um, if you're camping, yeah, you can adjust these to fit whatever whatever your starting point is for the day, right? So because Yellowstone is, it's built on the Grand Loop Road, um, or sorry, Yellowstone is not built on that. The Grand Loop Road is built within the park and it takes you around all of these different areas with kind of like spider legs going off for some different points of interest so it's not um yeah it's not difficult to adjust based off of where you are and what you've seen and what's important to you so yeah and so all of this is in the car like for the most part i mean it's like a lot of driving each day yeah i mean it's true yellowstone in itself, even if you fly to West Yellowstone or fly to Bozeman or something, Yellowstone itself is still quite the road trip once you're there in the park. So kind of satisfies, I guess, a lot, you know, a lot of different interests for people because you've got, you know, nature and wildlife road trips. And like for me, I don't like being stuck in a car for a long period of time. Um, and at Yellowstone, you are, I mean, at the same time, you're, you're going to be able to go out hiking and doing all of these things, but going from um, you know, place to place, attraction to attraction, you're in the car for quite a bit. So make sure you stock up on like snacks and beverages and things like that to keep in your car between, you know, each stop that you're going to. I think yeah. it's really important, especially it, with the kids. Yeah. And um, to also break up the drive time, because it is a lot of driving, it's true. Um, that's what we've got outlined in this is some cool sites that are easy to kind of break up that hour's drive that it takes to get from point A to point B. Um, so that you don't just feel like you're constantly in the car. So should we dig in? Well, one other big tip about being stuck in a car um, while going through Yellowstone, get some books like downloaded or podcast this one 
uh, downloaded um, onto your phone because this last trip that we took, we had podcasts and books downloaded. So we'd like to listen to the Wow in the World podcast and the Vermont uh, Public Radio's But Why podcast. But we also had uh, Harry Potter uh, books. Oh, yeah. We made it all the way through Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh, it was so great listening to those. The kids, the kids were, were so intense. The whole entire time, <laughs> right? And so it was great to be able to have that type of entertainment while you're enjoying the park, driving to your next yeah. location. It was it was it was great, and also it kind of stopped with some of the irritating bickering and blah blah blah. That oh happens. yeah, they got focused. <laughs> they were so yeah. intense. Yeah, good times. Good tips. We should do a road trip tips. Road trip tips. Yeah, episode. Um, but yeah, so let's go ahead and dig in. Day one, route one. Uh, this is going. This is covering the west side of the park, uh, going towards the Grand Canyon of the Yellowstone, which is, I mean, that's what Yellowstone is named after. Are these amazing cliffs that are yellow sulfur and they change color throughout the day and we'll talk about that when we start talking about the hike but um on the way to the grand canyon of the yellowstone um one of the first stops that is really easy to make is a place called the barrel spring it's this beautiful deep blue spring just off the road so you kind of have to be careful pulling off on the side um it's the stinkiest hot spring it's pretty stinky and <laughs> i know somebody named barrel that's that's true Good times. Yeah. Uh, barrel is also a color. Um, what color is barrel? It's blue. Okay. Yeah. Who knew? I did. And there's an yeah, element. Okay. You beryllium. Did. You did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. It's a great, easy stop. It's beautiful. There's a fumarole. And it's right next to... What's um, that? It, a fumarole is where... St- it's like a steam vent. That's where all the smell comes from. Yeah. Yeah. So... If you don't know, you should listen to our first geysers episode if you don't know what makes a geyser or a hot spring and how all that works. Yeah. But as a very fast recap, basically... Well, we didn't talk about fumaroles. We talked about thermopiles. We did, but we also... I also oh, you know what? Maybe we skipped over how hot springs and stuff happen. So here's the scoop. Water trickles down, and it goes down through the cracks in the Earth's crust, and then it hits the layer of the mantle that is super heated and where there is magma and awesome chambers and stuff, way underground, superheats the water, turns it into steam. That steam builds up, that pressure builds up, and then it blasts up through another crack in the Earth's crust. And then, and on top of that, usually there's water and stuff. So as the steam is escaping, it's spraying water. It is just forcing new things, minerals and stuff, out of the rocks. And that is what makes a geyser or a hot spring. How is that for fast? That works. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, so there's some cool fumaroles <laughs> along the Gibbon River right next to the Barrel Spring. So nifty thing. Um, also, since I just mentioned the Gibbon River, Gibbon Falls is right by there too. And it's beautiful. Another spot you can pull over. It actually has a parking area. And then um, there's some nice trails and you can you can see the falls from the Are car. There bathrooms there? There were not bathrooms there. I didn't oh, wait, think wait, so. wait. No, uh, there was not. No. There's no there's uh, artist no. paint pots, I think there were. Yes, there was there's that, which is our next stop after Gibbon Falls. Um, so Gibbon Falls is a quick stop, so you can just get a beautiful view of this cascade. That It's unique and beautiful. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so quick story is we have already recorded this episode, but something went wrong with it, so we're kind of rehashing it, and it's funny to listen to us again. <laughs> um, but yes, Artist Paint Pots is next on the way to the canyon, and it's another awesome spot. If you choose to stop here, you should a lot about an hour 
do the hike. It's about a half and half a mile from the parking area back to the paint pots and the hot springs that are back there. Um, and since it gets mentioned in every episode about Yellowstone, what is special about artist paint pots to you? Um, I, I just think it's really cool to see like mud boil and spurt. And in our other three splat. Yellowstone episodes, whenever we talk about artist paint pots, Chris talks about how that's where he broke his camera. Well, it's where I broke my camera, but that's not special. <laughs> that's unfortunate. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it gets, about, it gets yeah. brought up each time. I want to know about these hot springs. Are they hot springs that people can go into? No, you do not get... Thank you. You know what? We also have not talked about that in any of our Yellowstone stuff. You can't go in these hot springs in Yellowstone. Oh, we talked we talked about this a Did little we? bit because we talked about the pictures you'll see of Oliver stepping in like oh, yeah. the steamy hot places and getting yeah. their foot burned. Like, ah. Yeah. So in all of Yellowstone National Park, you're going to come across hot springs everywhere and steam vents everywhere. You do not get into them. There's one well, spot. There's just a reason you stay on the boardwalk and on the paths. Mm-hmm. There was like an issue I remember seeing, I think within this past year, somebody who had too many oh, drinks. The drunk guy. From, yeah, the Old drunk Faithful. guy from Old Faithful who went out and, oh, he got like third degree burns because guess what? He, it was dark out. He couldn't see. And he walked out he the He wandered path, out of the Old Faithful Inn at 2 o'clock in the morning. And he went into scalding hot yeah. acidic water. Yeah. But if that's really something you're interested in, we'll talk about an option for you. To walking off the path? No, not to walking off the path, but to enjoying the hot springs in oh. Yellowstone. Oh, got it, got it. When we talk about mammoth, we'll oh, just remind me to get back to that. Okay. Um, yeah. So, Artist Paint Pots has these beautiful hot springs, the blood spring, all that stuff. Check it out in our first episode of the um, Yellowstone Geysers. Um, moving on, though, it's like watching paint boil. I'm sorry, it's just the coolest spot. It really. I mean, it is when when you see it and when you see the pictures that we shared. It's it's awesome. Um, Moving on, though, Canyon Village is our next stop, and that's actually a great spot to not just visit the visitor center and learn about wildlife and learn about hot springs and stuff, but um, you can do grab-and-go lunch there. They've got everything from sandwiches to fruit. There's basically a grocery store, and um, the best value in Yellowstone is the ice cream that you can get there. Um, Enormous scoops. Yeah, one scoop is actually two scoops. Yeah, not just two scoops. They're like two humongous scoops. It's crazy. Kids can share them. They're going to convince you that they each need their own cone. They can share. There's so much ice cream. Um, and also one of the... There great... was an on-site restaurant, I think, like a little diner-style thing so, that was there, too. Yeah, well, Canyon Lodge... It's just busy. Canyon Lodge has an actual, like, hotel restaurant that's nice. Um, we ate breakfast there last oh, trip. Yeah. Um, really nice when it's cold out and you're camping and you don't want to cook in the freezing cold. Um, but then, yeah, the... At the same building that has the ice cream and the groceries is a really cool vintage diner. Yeah. 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 It's nicely renovated and yeah, it's really cool for getting like burgers and dogs and it's literally right out of like the Jetsons. So good times. Um, So once you grab your lunch, then you can head right over to Yellowstone, the Grand Canyon of the Yellowstone. And the first stop there is the brink of the Upper Falls. Um, so that's even before you cross the Yellowstone River. It is an easy little hike that just goes down to um, literally where the falls, um, the upper falls begin, and you can look off the edge. It's really cool. It's beautiful. Um, usually there's a rainbow there. Well, depending on what time of the day. And then um, after that, hop back in your car, cross the river. There's a picnic area right there with lots of picnic tables in the forest. So you can actually... Um, enjoy lunch in the forest surrounded by birds 
and then you can start your actual time exploring the Grand Canyon of the Yellowstone. So you can't miss it. The parking area for the hiking trails, it's right there. It's where you actually want to park if you're going to hike. You don't want to drive all the way to the end because there's enough parking at this first one, and it's crazy at the end. So park there, and that is the start of Uncle Tom's Trail. It's also where you can walk. Um, right when we went this last year, they had the um, the stairway closed, but there is a wrought iron, or not wrought iron, but big metal staircase that goes from that viewpoint of um, – Lower Yellowstone Falls, all the way down um, to really quite quite far. I think it goes almost all the way to the canyon floor. Um, so if that's open, it's worth it. It's about 300 steps, I think. It goes just down, down, down. Um, yeah, so do that. If you don't want to do that or if it's not open, just do Uncle Tom's Trail, which is super-duper cool. So I, I don't know. What was your favorite thing about hiking the trail? Um, I like that it went around the perimeter, of course, of the rim, which provided many different spots to check out the cool canyon and to see how it changed, of course, throughout the day, as we were talking about, right? Um, because the sun will shift, and so you get to see different yellows and greens in the canyon. So I thought that was pretty cool. And there's lots of amazing, just beautiful viewpoints along that route. Um, and it was pretty easy, too, in terms of a hike. It wasn't, like, huge elevations or anything. Um, it's just kind of long, but the kids were able to go through it, too. Yeah. So, you know, five- so, and eight-year-olds, we made it just fine. Yeah, and from the start of Uncle Tom's Trail to Artist Point, it's only um, one mile. So, and with, like, minimal elevation change. Um, and, by the way, it's, it's go both going along the edge of the canyon as well as walking through the woods. Um, so you get kind of that varied view. Um, it's only a mile there and then it's a mile back, right? So two miles round trip, super easy. You can do it in an hour or less. Um, it all depends on how fast you walk. Yeah, and it depends on how long you stop at each viewpoint because each viewpoint is beautiful and different. And when you get to Artist Point at the end, there are some really wonderful photo ops. Um, but here's our tip for photo ops. You're going to see lots of people, people actually lining up to get their picture out at the kind of the, the bigger photo spot um, farther into the canyon. But you have to walk down some stairs to get there, and there's this perfect kind of picture window view of the lower Just falls. Just to the left, yeah. Yeah, and it's what everybody walks past to get to where they want to take their picture. The view from there is just as good or better, and you don't have to wait in line to get a great family picture in front of the falls. That's true, yeah, and you'll know whether or not you have to wait because if you see, like, lots of buses... Ugh. That means there's lots of tours and hundreds of people getting up those buses. Yeah, and, and people literally will just <laughs> march down there, look at it, take a picture, and go. If you want to enjoy it, there's other spots you can do that along Uncle Tom's Trail. So, um, And that actually, that eats up a good portion of your day, all the things that we've talked about so far. Um, on the way back from doing the canyon, because, again, we, we're West Yellowstone people for this one. Um, on the drive back, we made it so that that was our Norris Geyser Basin day. And um, stopping at Norris was a great plan for the afternoon because the way the light comes through, you can really see the geysers and hot springs better than when you get that direct sunlight over overhead. So um, stop at Norris on the way back and enjoy it. And then finally, one other spot that you've got to stop if you're staying in West Yellowstone is um, 
you don't even have to stop. You can just drive it. Riverside Drive, um, it goes along the Madison River um, towards the West Yellowstone exit, and it's beautiful. It is, gosh, it's the best place to see sunset in Yellowstone National Park. Oh, is that the route we would always take leaving the park? Yeah. When we'd be stuck for like two hours because there's a bison on the road? Yeah, but then once you get past the bison on the road, yeah. there's Riverside Drive that is right before... Oh, that's the one that went down. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and it just takes Super you down beautiful. from the main road, and there's spots that you can Pinks stop. and, and purple. Oh, like, it's it's, it's amazing. It's absolutely beautiful. I'll, I'll make sure to put a picture of that in the show notes. So that was day one. Um, wow, and we're already halfway through our usual amount of time, so... Let's get to this. We might have to have a little bit well, longer. Well, we gave a lot of good tips up top. It's true. Or, sorry, at the it's beginning. Um, day two, route two. This is going Madison to West Thumb. So um, to, to talk real quick about how the park is laid out, there are several kind of like primary areas, and that's kind of the hub for either it's like a junction for the road or that's where you can find services. So... Um, one of them is the Madison Junction, and that's where the road from West Yellowstone meets up with the Grand Loop Road. Another is going to be um, the Grant Junction, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. That's how you can jolt down to um, the Grand Tetons, or you can head north along Yellowstone Lake. Another is Roosevelt Junction, and that juts you off to the Lamar Valley. And then the last is the Mammoth Junction, and that's where you separate from the Grand Loop Road and head to the north exit of the park. But um, right now, we're going to talk about the Madison Junction and head south. Um, this is, I think, for a lot of people, it's going to be kind of like their most fun day for geysers. Um, just south of Madison is where you come to your first stop of the day, and it's the Firehole Canyon. It is really cool. It's really easy to drive past, um, and a lot of people do. It's a one-way road um, starting as you're heading south along the Grand Loop Road. You can just pull off. It's um, very tight, so, you know. If you are driving something wide, you might not enjoy this road so much because it might be stressful. Um, but along the way, there's just some beautiful sights. There are some beautiful waterfalls along the way, including some like parts of the river that are really um, switchbacky. And then um, another spot that's really cool along Firehole Canyon Drive is the swimming area. There's a full-on picnic spot and then an actual like sanctioned um, swimming hole with... Um, you know, boardwalks to getting you down there. But we've and never swam there, have we? No, because we have other stuff yeah. to do. But on a hot day, with proper planning, I would enjoy that so much because the setting is perfect, the river is gorgeous, and it's probably a little bit warmer because it's got all those hot springs pouring into it. Just a yeah, I, I would imagine so. Yeah, probably good for you. Um, so yeah, that's on Firehole Canyon Drive, and right after that is when you come to the Midway Geyser Basin. Um, Midway is a really cool spot. I, there's not a ton of parking, so you know, heads up. If it seems busy, maybe you can hit it back or hit it on the way back. Um, but this is where you'll find the the Grand Prismatic Spring. I love the Grand Prismatic Spring. I, I sometimes I wish that we were just videotaping this instead of just recording the sound. Um, the Grand Prismatic Spring is gorgeous. There's tons of thermophiles there. There are. Um, we talk about that in episode two of our geyser series did we talk about fumaroles we talked we already talked about fumaroles earlier in this episode in this episode we talked about fumaroles man you're trying to throw me off and i I just had to check yes i couldn't remember if it was in this episode or the one that we recorded before that didn't work out so that's why we're recording this episode hold on so i checked we already talked about fumaroles it's true (laughs) 
Um, yeah, had to pause it there for a second. So Midway Geyser Basin, Grand Prismatic Spring, super awesome. Uh, listen to our other episode to hear about it. But why you need to stop there basically is because it is so ridiculously colorful that even the steam reflects the colors. No, it's a must-see stop. It is a must-see like, stop. You have to plan for this in your itinerary. Yeah, it's true. It is that we haven't, this was the first time that we stopped to see it in mm-hmm. this last trip, but we've been there like three times prior. And I was blown away. So it's a must-see stop every and time going yeah. forward. And I've been to Yellowstone like 11 times, and this was my first time. I still can't there. believe that. It's, it's crazy. It's amazing. Yeah. So, um, and how you actually get to see it from above is you need to go to the Fairy Falls trailhead. So just Google that. I'll put a Google map link in the like F-A- show notes. I-R-Y or F-E-R-R-Y? F-A-I-R-Y. Okay. Because everything is magical in Yellowstone. And Got so it. Fairy Falls. So, yeah. So that is definitely something to do. And it's an easy hike. It's, um, what is it? It's a, it's a mile and a quarter to the overlook. So a mile and a quarter back. Um, you need to allot about a little over an hour for it. It's yeah, beautiful. I mean it's a it's uphill, so just so people understand, like it is easy, but it is uphill. I mean, our yeah. kids did it, but depending upon what you got going on, just know that it goes yeah. uphill. Um, so yeah, that's midway. Another stop before you get to Old Faithful, and this is a stop we haven't made, but it's the Black Sand Geyser Basin. I can't give you any sort of um, opinion about it, but no, but we can tell you it's in Yellowstone. But we can tell you it's in Yellowstone. So choose to stop at it if you want, and then tell us what you see. Um, Old Faithful sweet um, it's there and it you know what it's uh consistent it is there and it is very consistent. regular it is regular thank goodness for that it's like it's had its metamucil every day. every day um no old faithful is really cool it's got so much parking because there are thousands of people there at any given time either parked around old faithful waiting for it to um blast off or doing all the other trails to see the other things the upper geyser basin which is part of you know old faithful um has some really big geysers, but the rest of them are fairly inconsistent. So if you are thinking this is going to be like your one-stop shop to see all the amazing things of Yellowstone, you really need to think again. Old Faithful is cool. The Grotto Geyser is cool. And the Castle uh, Geyser. Is that the, um, the pool, Morning Glory Pool? Oh, the Morning Glory Pool is really beautiful. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, um, the other geyser basins are going to give you more colors and more wow sights than Old Faithful. But, you know, spend as much time here as you want. There's also um, lunch spots, there's hotels, there's souvenir shops if you really need them. So, yeah, that's another important thing to do. And, you know, it is, as much as I make well, it, it is sound important. Like, it's important to do it if you've not seen it before. Yeah. Because you're I, guaranteed to see a geyser explode. If I make it seem not exciting, it's just because we've been to all of them except for the Black Sand Basin. And I think it's the least exciting of all so yeah that's i mean i agree but you have to make your opinion yeah um moving on from there um the west thumb geyser basin is your next stop on day two um it's really really beautiful we talk about it in the geyser episode also it is kind of that perfect turnaround point for your day um you can check out the geysers the hot springs that are there and then pop down to the grant village um they've got a small visitor center there and a convenience store and more ice cream. Again, with the really awesome ice cream value that you find in Yellowstone. It's kind of like how gelato's cheap in Italy and Yellowstone. Ice cream is the best value food you'll find. And then since you've done all this, you're probably like three quarters of the way done with your day and kind of tired. Um, on the way back up, maybe only two thirds of the way done with the day. 
On the way back to wherever your home base is, you can stop at the Biscuit Basin, which is a very small geyser basin, so it's easy to do in like a half hour. And it's really pretty. I think it's I think it's got some of the prettiest springs. And then um, from there, you can stop at the Firehole Lake Drive. That place is super cool. It's so cool, and everybody drives past it. So it's, a, it's another one of those one-way kind of spur roads. Like, like this last time, we just were like, let's just... Let's just go. Let's check it out. Because, I mean, we've been to Yellowstone so many times. So we were just now, this this last trip, taking all the routes that we would just pass Yeah, you know, before. And we uncovered some amazing yeah. gems. And this is one of them. Yeah. With, with this last trip, we made it very intentional to take the time to do the stuff we'd never done before. And I'm so glad we did because we have discovered all of the stuff that um, is really incredible about Yellowstone. And Firehole mm-hmm. Lake Drive really is... It is just that. It's exactly what you want to see with a tenth as many people as anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, steaming pools, a hot lake. Yeah. Which is just super cool. Yeah, it's it's nifty. And then um, once you do that, I mean, that's that's an easy place to spend half an hour, 45 minutes. Um, you've got one more stop on your drive for the day, and it's the fountain paint pots. And that is really cool. You know, again, talked about this in the geyser episode. Fountain Paint Pots is where you get the most active geysers, I think, with the fountain geyser and its little buddies that all go off together, um, as well as some more really beautiful springs and not a lot of people stopping. So um, it's it sounds like your day is spent doing nothing but looking at water. And, I mean, it is. It's beautiful. Stinky water. Stinky water. But um, it's really worth it. And each one of these spots that we're adding to the itinerary is worth a stop, and that's why we're talking about it. So um, as you're going, you're probably going to have to pee also. And like we said earlier, there's not a lot of options for a bathroom. Um, Fountain Flat Drive, you'll, you'll see a sign for it, and it just kind of is – it's a kind of nondescript road that goes along the Firehole River. It's kind of pretty, but nothing fancy. It's got bathrooms. So you, they're just – they're off the road. You just got to turn there if you need to. <laughs> So those are our first two days worth of itinerary, you know, for hikes, for geysers, all that stuff in Yellowstone National Park. Um, we've got another episode coming at you in just a few that is all about days three and four that covers even more, um, gets into less of the geysers and more of the wildlife and epic sites. So be sure to check those out. Do you have anything else you wanted to add before we wrap up this episode? No, I think just make sure you do your planning ahead of time, right? If um, if you need some snacks and entertainment while you're in the car driving around for quite a while, um, stock up and get prepared. Yeah, and I think that clearly <laughs> the, the fact that we need to break this into several podcast episodes to talk about building an itinerary means you need to plan. So <laughs> good times. All right, we'll tune in next time where we cover um, Route 3, Day 3, and Route 4, Day 4, going around Yellowstone National Park. Yeah, we'll talk to you then. Bye. See you guys. Two Travel Dads podcast is written by Rob and Chris Taylor and produced by Rob Taylor in Suquamish, Washington. If you would like to be on Two Travel Dads podcast or sponsor it, please visit us at twotraveldads.com slash work.